All right, welcome to the Bober and Hanley Pro Football Podcast, our Thanksgiving edition. Just one this week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope everyone's doing it uh, in a good way, in a safe way, and uh, we wish our best to everyone out there. And first of all, congratulations are in order. Chris Bober and his family, his son Austin, state champs last week as Elkhorn winning the Class B state championship in Austin senior year. Man, that is so awesome. Yeah, we're, we're very lucky. Um lucky to have a season i remember back in like july and august just hoping that they get to play a season and they got 13 games and their coach coach wardman who's been there 41 years mm-hmm. he said guys he goes well, i don't know how many games we're at but we're having 13 games that's how we're going to play this season and it was everything lined up for them to have a just a, a perfect setup for a championship and and, and they took it it was we, it was one of those once in a lifetime moments that i'm glad that yeah. we got the experience and i'm so glad for my son austin to get to experience it too yeah, that's a, that's very cool. And, and, you know, unfortunately, they couldn't play Memorial Stadium. But like I said last week, there was a time when the, you were playing at the home stadiums for the state championship game. Now, mind you, it was in front of a packed house. It's always fun. But I think he probably hit the biggest picture of this whole thing. And that is the fact that they actually got to play a season, got to hit the finish line of it and went into state titles, went into state title wherever you, wherever you want it, whether it's in Memorial Stadium in Lincoln or it's it's at Elkhorn High School. I mean, it's it's a state title. These guys are going to have those memories for the rest of their life. And just just an awesome thing for especially for seniors too to be able to experience that. Oh, we loved it. We loved playing back at Elkhorn. Um, it, we had a blast there. I think it's I, honestly I watched, you know, obviously our game and I saw other games on TV. And it was so cool to see these at these stadiums, especially the small towns. I mean, yeah. people came from all over. So I don't know. Maybe they keep it at the home stadium. I think it was pretty cool. I don't mind it. I, I'm telling you, like, I get it. There's a, something about being able to play in a, a big stadium and, and have like, you know, the Husker vision production of each player. Like, yeah, that's really cool. And I know people who have done that and love it. But I also know people who've played in that state championship game at the home stadiums where it's just packed. I mentioned the the experience in 1995 when Millard South played a bunch of my buddies. I'm watching them play at, at the old snake pit in Papillion. And I mean, it's standing room only around the track. I mean, that's just, that's so cool. And I mean, that's it. That's an atmosphere right there. We're going to get to that part again. We're going to get to that point where we can have all those people back watching football games, you know, packed into a stadium. So Look, if if I had to vote, I'd say keep them at the the home venues or the high school venues. But, you know, that's just me. I never got to experience a state championship in in Lincoln in a Memorial Stadium either. So I guess I I probably can't really speak on it. Now, quick note, I did see the game that was on the C1 game up at Fremont Bergen, and and that place looked pretty packed to me. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, uh, hopefully people are – are being safe. That's all we can ask for. On, yeah. Yeah. This time, it, right. It's kind of funny because we only have one show this week, so we probably can't review a lot of last week. Yeah. I will say a couple things. The Eagles are officially dead to me. Um, <laughs> I've always hated the Eagles and I hate them even more now because they chose not to show up at all. And I, I just can't believe it. Everyone was on the Eagles thinking, okay, this is a great spot for them. They should be able to, to make a, make, have a better game against Cleveland. Um, Mother Nature beat us up a little bit because the weather was bad. Then it was supposed to be good again. Then it went back to bad. And Cleveland just loves that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Philadelphia again, they're they're dead to me. I hope they lose the rest of their games because um, they did not cover <laughs> as my underdog. Uh, the one game I know we did go head to head Rams and the um, uh, the Bucks. 
Uh, I had mentioned the reason I was going to take the Rams in that game was because I just wanted to take the better defense. And I say, and I think that kind of played out. There's another trend that I failed to even mention in this one too. Have you noticed the bucks in prime time? They have not been good at all. Like just have not been good in evening games. I mean, whether it was a Thursday night game where they had that dug in Chicago, uh, the Monday night game that they beat the giants, but they did not play well. In fact, actually not take the back. That was a Thursday night game that they did not play well. And they probably should have lost that game. Uh, the Sunday night game, or I'm sorry, the Monday night game against the, I don't want to say they played awful against the Rams. I think the Rams had a lot to do with that, but Tom Brady and the Bucks, boy, they better hope to God they do not play any evening games in the postseason because it's not going well for, for TB12 and, and that team right now. You know, my, my opinion on that is I don't think it's necessarily um, that they can't play in primetime. They scheduled primetime games for some of their toughest opponents, um, minus the Bears, of course. Um, and the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, I'm officially thinking Tom Brady looks old, right? He, he does not look like the same Tom Brady. And as we get towards November, around Thanksgiving is a time when players either push through and kind of get better and stay at the same level or get better towards the playoffs, or they kind of fall off. It's just that, that point when your body hits the wall. And it appears to me that I mean, there's, there, it's in the slightest bit, but at quarterback, it's magnified. And I just think, you know, I, I had concerns with him going into the season, being of the same age as myself, that he was going to be able to to make it through. And, and I think what's happened last year is happening again. He just doesn't look that good. Right? Yeah. Balls didn't have much zip on him. Um, he got a little pressure, and that forced him to kind of lob some throws that got picked off. Um, so... I, I don't know until until something proves me wrong against a good team. I I think that's what we can expect from Tampa, putting that thing together on this dream team. It just turns out that I think that Tom Brady's not going to be able to to play at a high level for that long, and that's kind of playing out. Um, I I thought Tampa, I thought this was a game that they were set up to do well, but I got to give it to the Rams. The Rams are tough, man. Going on the road. I, I what I didn't like was them going on the road for a fifth time to the East Coast, but but they showed up and Jared Goff deserves a game ball for that. Cause they Tampa held them to like four yards rushing in the first half and they still were able to throw the ball all over um, the Rams. I mean, the, the, the bucks back end, I think is, needs a little help if they can't get pressure and then play action was not allowing that. So again, I, I thought Tampa would be in a better spot, but TB 12 just does not look good. Chris, I'm officially ready to put the Rams in the conversation of the NFC representative in the Super Bowl because, look, there are some really good teams in the NFC, but is there that elite team? I mean, is there that Kansas City Chiefs team in the NFC? I don't see it. I, I think if you look at the division leaders, and we'll just bypass the NFC East because that's just laughable, but Green Bay, they lose to Indianapolis last week, and Green Bay – We've talked about a lot. I mean, you love Aaron Rodgers. You love that they're getting healthy. The the Marquez Valdez Scant, Scantling fumble was was a big issue in that Colts game. But you know they probably win that football game if he can hold on to the football. But look, their defense. It's I mean to be up the way that they were and to allow Indianapolis to come back the way they did. I mean that that defense has some issues. Uh, if you look at the, the uh, NFC South, we're talking about the Bucks right there. Uh, the Saints, I mean, hey, they're the, they've got the best record in the NFC. But, I mean, I don't know, Chris, do you think that looks like an elite team, especially with Drew Brees and his, his rib situation? Look, I give Sean Payton a lot of credit for being able to orchestrate an offensive game plan around Taysom Hill. But, I mean, are we thinking that that's 
how they're going to dominate the, the, the conference. I don't think so. And then the West, I mean, other, really everybody in the West, I think is, is a very good team, but that does include the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks are, as we've talked about defensively, they're a bit deficient. Uh, the 49ers are banged up. So that's not a team that you can really rely on. And the Cardinals look, we don't know if they can handle success. So why not the Rams, right? I, I think the Rams are just as good as anybody in that conversation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the Rams are going to be a tough matchup going forward just with the kind of te- team they have and the kind of football they play, right? They're, they run the ball, um, they play action pass, and they pay re- play really good defense. And Sean McVay deserves a lot of credit for hanging in there. Um, he, he's Think about a, a Rams team from two years ago that won in a shootout against the Chiefs 55-45. to 45. You know, that yeah. was an offensive juggernaut, that team. And he just kind of the reality of the salary cap and a lot of things transformed them into a more balanced team. And now they're a very good defensive team and on offense. What they're great at is, is, is running and play action. They're kind of like the Tennessee Titans with a better defense in the NFC. So I think that bodes well for them. I think that they are going to be a tough out all the way through. And, and you're right. They could, they could, I can see them beating everyone in the, in the NFC. Um, I don't think they'll have the top seed, but I think that they will, they will be there and it's going to take a very good effort to beat them. Yeah. And speaking of the NFC North, um, the bears were off this week. Uh, thought very well that when they came back into this week, that they would be at the bottom of the division, but the entire division loses. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that a second team comes out of the NFC North, but I did think that the Vikings and the Lions, the way that they were playing, they could at least make things interesting. And I think we're, we're learning that that's probably most likely a one division team, but I, I just, I, I, I know it's, it's the low hanging fruit here, Chris, I cannot get over the NFC East. When you look at the standings and it's a joke because you've got a team that is three, six, and one, the tie that the Eagles have has them a half game up on the New York giants who are three, seven and oh. one of those teams is going to go to the playoffs and I would be stunned if they even get to seven wins, heck, they might not get to six wins. Uh, you know what? It's kind of interesting. I saw how good Andy Dalton played. The Cowboys are back in play, too. Yes, they are. I mean, the, the entire division is. Some people think that the Cowboys and the Giants might be the two best teams in that division. So they all play each other going forward. They're going to they're gonna have mm-hmm. chances to beat, beat each other going forward. So whoever's going to win this is going to get a playoff spot. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pulling for my Giants, of course. Yeah. Right? I want. I don't think they necessarily need to, to go win a division this year because they're a much, much better team than they've been in the last few years. They're building something really good out there. But it'd be nice to see them knock some people off, especially, you know, they beat the Eagles, which is awesome. Yeah. If they can, if they can beat the Cowboys, that'd be great. I got to admit, I was bummed. Uh, the Miami Dolphins took a step back. Uh, they came back down to reality, finally lost a football game to the Broncos, too. <clears throat> so. How about that? I, and, and here I was saying, oh, you know what? They're going on the road, but it's going to be 50 degrees out. They're going to be fine. And uh, finally, Tua Tagovailoa. Well, and I want to say Tua Tagovailoa was looking like an amazing player, but I think he was benefiting from what it was a very good defense. And it was a situation where he had to start making some plays and they just wasn't necessarily there for him. Fitz has to come back in uh, to try to save Miami. So maybe they go back to Fitz this week. Uh, we're hearing that it's still going to be Tua, but who knows? Um, I wouldn't panic if I'm the Miami Dolphins. I mean, good teams lose on Sundays, but uh, that that was kind of disappointing, especially seeing that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had to come back into this football game. Yeah, 
it's not a good sign when you have to bring a guy back in um, and you bench your your new starter only a few games into a season. Um, my disappointment in that game was I, I ended up losing my fantasy football league uh, game last week, and I had Melvin Gordon, who I picked up on waivers, and a couple of guys are in and out. So I put him in there, scores two touchdowns. He's about to go in for his third, and he fumbles the ball at the mm-hmm. one-yard line. So instead of going up six more points, I go down eight points. That's, you know, down two. So that's like an eight-point swing. I end up losing by like nine points this week. So that would have probably took me over the top. But, girl, darn, that's what happens to the Broncos, man. I don't like the Broncos either, right? Um, so I, Broncos and Eagles, I'm just going to stay away from them. have no good feelings for them. I picked up the, I picked up the Miami defense on uh, for oh. fantasy this last week, and that was not good. So, you But know. you know what? Here's the deal. Of one bad week on this defense isn't going to happen because they're very good. You think about yeah. how many points their defense, special team scored this season. One bad week, you know, you can take that. I keep them because they're pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and then the big news, uh, quarterback wise, Joe Burrow out for the season, torn ACL and MCL. Um, he knew even when he got on the card, he was telling the guy, see you next year. Um, you know, it stinks. And and Chris, this, this is what pains me to say is I think we started talking about this in like week three or four. We're like, He's having a he he looks the part if he can stay healthy because he was just getting beat all over the place uh, early in this season, middle of the season. And unfortunately, now uh, he suffers an injury that we all kind of feared that he might get injured because he was just getting beat up because they can't protect him very well yet. Um, this is just, I think, another reminder to the front office that they know where their priority has to be in the offseason. They've got to be able to protect their guys, especially a guy who I think uh, we can say now after, you know, 10 games or so that Joe Burrow looks the part. Joe Burrow looks like he, he should have very well been taken overall number one in the draft. And so you've got to make sure that you are putting him in a position that he can finish games and stay healthy. And, and that's not where the Bengals are yet. But unfortunately, it looks like this knee injury might not even allow him to come back to start next season. Mm-hmm. He he had a significant um, damage all throughout the knee, and yeah. they can't fix all those at the same time. They got to take them in steps, so that puts his, his rehab back, and they have meniscus damage. I'm really hoping that they get a positive outcome, and he's young, so he heals fast. But you know, I think it, I think it's a great point, and this is why I'm never a huge fan of putting you know rookie quarterbacks out there to start because things like this happen. And, and now that sets back that franchise back because they got to have to have a plan for a quarterback to start next year. And who knows what, how long this is going to affect him. Um, it's just unfortunate. I feel bad for the kid, but that's what happens. Yep. Well, we get into the, uh, the week number 12 slot of games. And of course, uh, on Thursday, Thanksgiving, as we're all pigging out, we get to enjoy some games. Um, I don't know how great these games are. Now, the one game we are probably most excited about is the game we're also trying to monitor the situation with the Baltimore Ravens with the COVID uh, issues that they are having this week. They've had multiple positive tests. I know the NFL is wanting to move forward on this. Uh, we'll continue to kind of see where Baltimore is, but uh, that's the night game. But two early games, yeah. You got the Texans Lions. Uh, yeah, how about that? And then you get the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, unfortunately, you do have some bad football teams playing. Now, the good news is in that second game that those are two teams that are very well in the playoff hunt in the NFC's division. As you pointed out, the Cowboys are back in this. The Washington football team is back in this. Alex Smith, by the way, getting his first win. We should mention that, too. But... Um, 
yeah, the quality of football uh, until we get to that night game is probably going to be a little bit on the lower side. So fill yourself up with turkey, tryptophan. So if you do fall asleep, not going to be the worst thing tomorrow. Well, okay. So there's a few games, and, and I'm actually excited for this first one. I, I'm taking Houston as my best bet this week. I, I like what Deshaun Watson's doing down there. If you look at how well he's playing, it's such a shame that they traded DeAndre Hopkins and that and that Bill O'Brien totally messed them up as a GM because he's playing as good as anyone. Honestly, put him up there with Mahomes, Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. He is lighting it up right now, and Houston's found something, and they're they're completely out of it. But they got a lot of pride in Deshaun Watson, man. I I like that guy more and more every week. They're they're favored by three points, but I think they covered that easy. Detroit got shut out last week. They got shut out. Matthew Stafford totally got shut out, who was playing good. Also, Stafford's thumb, they don't know how good it is. He messed it up somehow. But, I mean, I'll totally take Houston all day long to go out there. And I think think it's an explosive game. Um, Look for Detroit maybe to to get a lead and then blow it. (laughs) But I think Houston controls this game, honestly. I'm I'm actually excited to watch Deshaun Watson and what they can do. They're not on TV a lot because they're they're not very good. But I love Houston in this game. And I think they're going to have, I think they're going to have a great game. Yeah. That, that game to me, um, I, I hope I see the better Matthew Stafford. It's, it's going to be weird because I know that the fans of Detroit, they, I mean, this is the game, regardless of where their team is at, they, they show up, they support it. The, it's a tradition, not having fans there. That's going to be kind of tough for them too. But yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree with you that I would probably lean towards Houston on this one, but you know, the one thing that I have liked about this Detroit team is they, they've seemed to be able to not put themselves into this prolonged period of, of bad football. You're right. Getting shut out by a Panthers team that is not, is not the Panthers team. It was maybe four weeks ago, you know? So I, yeah, I, I, that was not a good look for them. And, you know, Matt Patricia continues to, to spout off all of his, uh, his glory of when he was with the Patriots and everything like they, they'd need to move on from that, that this, he, need, he needs to go back and be a defensive coordinator because I just I can't imagine any organization that really wants to, to put up with that crap. And anytime he's questioned, he just quickly goes back to, well, my time in New England when I was a defensive coordinator under Bill Bett. It's like nobody wants to hear that, man. People want to hear about you having success as a head coach and you just have not had that. So I, I don't know where this is going. And I, I think we, I think we do know where this is going. And I don't think it's going to be good for Matt Patricia. Well, I honestly think if they didn't have a game just a couple of days after this bad loss, I thought he would have been fired. I mean, I, I wouldn't wouldn't have been surprised. I think, um, I think that he if they don't if Houston comes out and plays like we think they will, I think he gets fired this week. I mean, yeah. I'm an advocate for firing people, but I think it's just going to happen. I think that they got to move on. Um, we don't even have to really get into da- Dallas or Washington, other than somebody's going to win the game, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe not a tie. Well, the, the, everyone well maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> wouldn't um, that be a, wouldn't that be perfect and very fitting if that was a tie? It, you know, it'd be perfect. Um, I do think Dallas is a better team right now, honestly. Um, yeah. Playing at home, uh, Washington's just not very good. I mean, I love Alex Smith, but mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of weapons over there. So I, I'd lean towards Dallas on that one. Um, but the big one is is the late game. That, that I think this this Baltimore-Pittsburgh game is going to be way better than people think it is. Everyone thinks that, that Pittsburgh is just going to blow them out. But, you know, this is a division game. And I think yeah. this – is this the second time they played them or the first? Uh, yeah, it's the second time. Yeah. Remember – 
what happens the second time they play each other? They're always good games. They're always low scoring games um, or they're very tight games. If they, if they start scoring because both these teams know each other so well, and they're both very good. Baltimore looked horrible last week. And I'm ready to put them in the middle tier, like a non-playoff type type of team, but they're playing a division rival. That's a very, very heated rivalry. And I think you see some great games. Now, Baltimore is going to miss. I mean, they're going to Gus Edwards is going to start for them because their top two running backs are on the COVID list and they're not coming back. Um, They got some other guys out. Baltimore is trending way in the wrong direction, but I look for a good football game. It should be a good nightcap. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to touch this one because of a lot of the things you said there. I do like Pittsburgh in this one The, the first time it was decided by four points. And so. I, I think you're right. I, I think that, hey, these guys are professionals. They'll figure out a way to to compete, and I think they can make this thing close. I know the Steelers are going to be fired up for this one, too, because, you know, regardless of who is on the field for Baltimore, they understand that, you know, everybody's kind of waiting for them. And I, I always say this. I hate when people say, well, you need to lose. You need to lose so you can reset everything. I hate that. It's like, well, okay, so you want to go into a game hoping to lose? Like, no, I that that to me – that doesn't add up but I I think a lot of people are wondering when Pittsburgh will lose because I'm with you Bober we've talked about this a few weeks ago they're gonna lose a game Hmm. I I don't I don't know if it's necessarily this one because I think this one has too much of their attention I think it's gonna be one of those games kind of like what we were just talking about with Miami where it's like all right they're flying high oh yeah there's no way they can lose this one and all of a sudden they lose and they've had a couple of those games They, they that almost happened to them against Dallas about three weeks ago so I, I think Pittsburgh, there's just a lot of confidence in what they're doing right now. I think this is one of Mike Tomlin's better coaching uh, jobs that he's ever done with the Steelers, and he's had some really good ones, but I think this is one of the better coaching jobs he has done. So they'll be prepared. I think they'll win, but I, yeah, I would stay away from the points right now because it's at five and a half. I think that number could go up mm-hmm. before we get to kick off tomorrow because of the COVID situation with the Ravens, but I'm with you. I think this should be a good game. I really do. Yeah, you're looking at a line movement here. It started at two and a half points, and it's up to five, five and a half. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 as it trends that way, it becomes harder and harder to see value on betting. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, we've got a lot of games, obviously. We'll start with some of our noon games. Uh, Raiders, Falcons. Boy, the Raiders, they have to be hurting after another great matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs where, Chris, the, the Raiders continue to show that either it's – just the Chiefs matchup alone, or there really is something about this team that if they can just sort of set it off consistently, that they can be very good. Uh, they just fall short to Kansas City. I mean, think about that. Had they gone two and zero against the Chiefs, that would have been quite, quite the accomplishment. They're six and four. They are definitely in the hunt for a playoff berth, but. I'm more curious to see how they respond. They're, you're playing a Falcons team that is not as bad as they were in the first five weeks of the season, but they are still not a good team. Mm. The Raiders should take care of them. But the question is, will they take care of them? Are they able to put that loss to the Chiefs in the rear view and be able to focus on a game that they should be able to win and get to seven and four? Yeah, I think it's a great matchup for, for Vegas. Um, I think the Raiders are legit. And I don't have as much hatred towards them as a rival because maybe we, we beat them all the time. But maybe it's because they're in Vegas now too. Yeah, yeah, they're a different, different deal. But yeah. I, I was di- really disappointed in Atlanta last week. Thought they'd show up and, um, you know, just I thought they'd do better. But that they're not. They're not. They they got really beat down by New Orleans, and mm-hmm. they were in a tough spot. I mean, honestly, they had no tape on how to defend Taysom Hill. 
um, when we talk about New Orleans, that's going to be one of the, the negatives is now that people see what he does, they can limit what he does. But Atlanta did it. They were in a bad spot. Um, yeah. I still think Vegas is okay in this game. I mean, they, they do provide a very explosive offense. And on defense, they're, they're okay, right? Um, the tough part is they got to go to Atlanta, where Atlanta typically does okay. And it's a little bit of a trip, but I, I'd, I'd say Vegas wins this game. I think that they're going to be in the playoffs and they're a team that, that, that is going to play some good football. We'll see how good they play later in the year. It's just three points. So I, I like that line. I'm, I'm I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that either. Game. I'm not taking it, but I wouldn't hate, I, I wouldn't hate that at all. I'd be one of, I'd be one of my top five. If yeah, I'm looking definitely at it. lean that way. That's good. Yeah. I think it started out as a pick them game and went up mm-hmm. plus three, which is crazy. Isn't it? It really is. I mean, I, I think the, Either they're overvaluing Atlanta or undervaluing Vegas. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, Bills Chargers. Uh, two things I know: I, the Bills will win this game. Uh, the second thing I know is there'll be a moment in this game where the Chargers look like they are in it, or they're about to win the game, or they might even be winning the game, and it just won't happen. They'll, they'll lose in heartbreaking fashion again. That's how this thing is going to go because that's how the season's gone for the Chargers. And the Bills are a good team. The, the Bills again, they get sort of the. I think the backseat treatment in the AFC because of how good the Kansas city chiefs are. And when you look at some of the other teams uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers now undefeated, I know we keep talking about the Kansas city chiefs as like the, you know, the, the pinnacle uh, right now, but we got to give the, the Steelers credit for being undefeated. Uh, the bills are a good team though. And so I, I feel like they should be able to handle this game, but I do think that they're the chargers heartbreak will probably continue some way in this game where they will just look at something in this game and say, gosh, that's where we could have won the game. And we didn't. The biggest thing I like in this game is the over because neither of these teams play very much defense and both of these teams are pretty explosive. So the, um, the line now is about 53 and a half. And I'd still mm-hmm. take that on the over. I think that'd be a good bet, bet the over on this one. Cause it's going to be in, in Buffalo, which I don't think the weather is going to be a factor. And both of these teams love to sling it uh, on what they do. Uh, now we will see the uh, game between the um, Cincinnati Bengals and your New York Giants. Your Giants are favored by five and a half points in this one, and it's hard not to it's hard not to roll with uh, the Giants in this one because I mean I, I'm assuming it's going to be Ryan Finley that's going to start for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is not a good situation. Cincinnati is in. They're already not a good team, and now you have a quarterback. Uh, issue because Joe Burrow is out for the season. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'd ask the question, is five and a half too much for the Giants? You know, it's kind of interesting. Look at line movement. Cincinnati was favored by three points before Joe Burrow got hurt. And that line moves yeah. eight and a half points. Um, is the difference between him and Ryan Finley and Joe Burrow eight, eight and a half points? I don't know. I can't I mean, imagine it is, but. Just if you look at just like the analytics of that, they, they said no, they think it's like a five or six point swing. Yeah, but it, it really might be. I, I know that's a heartbreak for that city, that franchise to have um, to have have that happen. It's tough. And I think the Giants are in a spot where they're they're playing for something now. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win by a touchdown. I don't think I'd bet it, but I think I think the Giants are in a good spot. I think they can they should win this game, uh, but we'll have to see what Cincinnati's made of. Uh, Colts Titans. This is a, I think it'd be a great game. You got uh, two, seven and three teams, Indianapolis, that big one over green Bay last week in overtime, uh, Tennessee, I, I give them credit because I kind of looked at them 
and they still do have some issues defensively. They, you know, starting to figure it out a little bit on third down to get their defense off the field. But look, they're winning football games. And when you're doing that still at this part of the season, you've got to look at them as a legitimate playoff team and a team that, you know, can, I'm not going to say they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but a team that could, you know, maybe pull off a win or two uh, in the postseason. This is, I think, a good preview of that. I think this is the type of uh, early round playoff game that you're going to see. And knowing that this is a divisional game as well, trying to see who can take hold of that division between the Colts and the Titans. Uh, Indianapolis is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, I like Indianapolis. Again, I'm going to I'm going to boil this down to the, the simplistic view of I just like Indianapolis's defense better. Uh, they both try to run the football. Obviously, we know Tennessee does it better because they have Derrick Henry. Uh, quarterback play, to me, I think slightly favors Indianapolis because I, I don't think they ask Ryan Tannehill to do too much. But sometimes Phillip Rivers does do too much. So I, I, there, there's a lot of things that kind of go back and forth. So I'll, I'll just kind of lean towards what I think is a stronger defense with Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, if you're going to give me three and a half points, I'll take Tennessee here, honestly. I'll, I'll put them down as my underdog, honestly, because I think the brand of football they're playing right now is really good. I mean, so what they're doing, and I know it's a tough matchup with Indianapolis. I know they got to go to Indianapolis. Um, and two weeks ago, Indianapolis beat them by about two touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't a very good look. But I think the second time around, this is going to be a much tighter game. Tennessee is looking really good. I they were able to throw the ball last week better than I've seen them done in a while. And I thought they did awesome. I thought that AJ Brown, was a monster catching the ball. They also have a Corey there. They, they have some weapons there and they're, I just, I just like Mike Vrabel in this situation. Yeah. I, I like him coming in and I don't know if they win this game, but if you give me three and a half, I will take Tennessee because I think it might be a field goal game. And they might lose by a field goal, but that still covers a three and a half. So I'll take Tennessee in this one. Um, I look for a really, really good football game. I think that this will be the the Indianapolis defense versus Tennessee's rushing game and, and Tennessee's offense, I think is, is a, a going to be a matchup to watch because that's going to give an indicator for each team. It's like how are they going to match up against these playoff level teams? Is mm-hmm. Indy's defense for real? And is Tennessee's offense for real? So I think it's going to be a, a grudge match. And I think, I think that Indianapolis might win by a field goal, but, it, but not more, not more than that. That's why I'll, I'll take Tennessee. Wouldn't shock me if the difference in this game is possibly Tennessee driving to try to either take the lead or tie the game up and Tannehill throws a, throws a pick because I, I just think that Indianapolis knows that they can't let Derrick Henry beat them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to make some big throws in this one. And and Tannehill, to, to his credit, he can do that. The numbers don't always look great. But I love the secondary with Indianapolis, too. And I, and I think that works really into their favor. So it, I think it will be a, a really good game. Another game that I think is interesting, it's it's not really, I think, a playoff indicator at all. But the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota is a four-point favorite with what I've seen recently. And most likely Teddy Bridgewater starting now. He, if you go back to last week when the Panthers blanked the Lions, uh, Bridgewater was medically cleared to play right at the uh, the final day. Uh, Matt Rule said that that was a difficult decision, but they were also able to get a good start out of PJ Walker. Uh, he solidifies himself as the number two. Teddy Bridgewater is going to play against his old teammates against, well, maybe not all of his old teammates, but his old organization that that uh, he started his NFL career with that uh, gave him a shot and had that horrific leg injury. Uh, this is going to be an emotional game for Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't think there's any ill will 
towards the Minnesota Vikings, but I think Bridgewater knows anytime you play your, your old team, you want to perform at the highest level. Uh, they're doing so again, sounds like without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, knowing, though, that the Vikings are favored by four in this one, again, I'm kind of confused because I just don't see Minnesota as this far superior team than a Carolina Panther team that is still not uh, a great team either. And a team that is, you know, has been kind of beat up a little bit defensively. But look, I mean, we, we know what the blueprint is. If you can slow down Dalvin Cook, and that's a big if, you put a lot of pressure on a quarterback that is not always shown. In fact, a lot of times he's shown that he cannot sort of shirk that responsibility of throwing the football. So I, I'm tempted to take Carolina in the under. I'm not going to do it, but I do think it's going to be an interesting game to see how Teddy Bridgewater plays against his old dudes. Well, the biggest thing that's keeping me away from from making a pick in this game is Adam Thielen's out, right? He got, he, right. He's in that's the a good point. Call. He he he's he's out. He's not going to play, and and he he's quietly having a really really good season. I mean, he's he's that catch he had last week is unbelievable. He well, and and think of what it's done to Justin Jefferson too. I mean, his presence. It, Justin Jefferson has had a hell of a rookie year, and I'm not trying to say Jefferson's not good, but having Thielen that helps Jefferson a lot. Oh yeah, you got a real coverage towards Steelen because he's, yeah. he's he's performing so well, and him out of that game I think hurts them a lot because um, they're going to have to rely on the running game, and I think uh, I think they'll know that they'll, they'll they'll stack the box and try to make mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins beat you, which has not been a good role for him, and with especially with Adam Thielen out, so I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a struggle for Minnesota if they if Dalvin Cook gets shut down. I think it's going to be a struggle. Uh, Cardinals Patriots. I, I, I think this is going to be a, a very good game. I, I think that Bill Belichick is going to relish the opportunity to try to slow down a high powered offense and still a young quarterback like this. And I think for Arizona, if they are to try to stay in this race uh, in the division, they have to win. This. this is a must win for them. They cannot fall back anymore in the NFC West. Now they could still make the playoffs. I'm not trying to say that, but they have got to try to stay afloat. Uh, this is a must win. So I, I think this is another game that, you know, you look at a six and four versus a four and six team and think, well, okay, uh, there, there's some better options there. I think this one could play out very well. Yeah. It, we don't know about Belichick as a losing coach. That's the hardest part. He's won so much. You know, you see these other coaches that experience losses and how they come back and when they're dealing with losses. But Belichick, for 20 years, has never had a losing team. So I think we're having a hard time saying, okay, what is he going to do other than he's just a good coach? How's he going to come back? How's he? Because he's never had to coach a team like this. So I I don't know what's going to happen here. I I do know that Arizona is probably going to light it up. Uh, we'll just see if New England can keep pace, right? Mm-hmm. We might see a, a high-scoring game if, if if Arizona with with Kyler Murray can do the things they've been doing. That's going to force New England to kind of do that too. And I, I'd be excited to watch that. I, yeah. I, I think I don't think they're using Cam properly. I think they need to unleash him, right? He's kind of like a you know a kid that you give the Adderall to, and he's kind of <laughs> he needs to be off that off his meds, man. He needs to be out there slinging it, going crazy because that's where he does best. And this might be the game they let him off his leash and let him start slinging it. Now, I don't know if they have the receivers to, to keep yeah. pace, but I think they're going to give it a shot. Yeah. Got nothing to lose at this point. Um, my my favorite of the week is I'm going to take uh, the Dolphins to bounce back and to, to do so with the best remedy. That's the worst team in the NFL, the New York Jets. Uh, they're a seven-point favorite is what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I, I'll take the Dolphins to cover that. I, I think, and re, this is regardless of who plays quarterback, whether it's Fitz or Tua Tagovailoa. I, I think 
again, this will go back to their defense. They're good enough to be able to pretty much eliminate anything that a bad Jets offense wants to do. I think they're going to set up their offense in plenty of favorable situations throughout this game. So I'll take the Dolphins to to roll and to cover that seven points over the the New York Jets. And for the Dolphins, for them to kind of re-solidify that they are for real and they can be a playoff team and they can maybe even hurt somebody with a good defense, we know that could be a good recipe there in the postseason. Uh, you got to look the part this weekend. Uh, knowing that you lost a game that's a little bit inexplicable, you got to look the part against the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, and you know, they're just outside of that playoff hunt. So Miami's mm-hmm. just – I think they need to, to have a big win to come back and get themselves positioned to maybe sneak into the playoffs. That would be a huge win for Brian, Brian Flores down there. So yeah. look for them to have a, a much better game. Um, Tua will probably do okay against the Jets, uh, against the Jets defense. So a little bit of confidence here as they go towards the end of the season. Um, as we get into the last noon game, the Browns, Jags, uh, Browns favored by seven. Uh, the Browns are seven and three. Nobody's given them a lot of credit. Uh, this is a team again, that's, that's really marching towards the postseason. They haven't looked pretty in doing so, uh, but they're playing the Jags. So likely Bober, they, they go to eight and three. I mean, there you go, Cleveland, get excited. Yeah. I mean, so, so they're going to win this game. I, I'm very positive of that. The line here of six and a half, seven, uh, it's hard to go with that because we don't know if Minchu is going to go back in this game because Luton's been yeah. so bad. Um, I think he comes back and maybe provides some fireworks, but I don't think they beat Cleveland. Um, I think everyone's waiting to see Cleveland beat a good team. So Cleveland, keep on beating the, 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 the teams you should be. Let's go out and play good or beat a team that that you shouldn't be so those late season division games are going to be the key for cleveland they, they still probably will be a playoff team but are they for real can they yeah. beat the steelers baltimore teams like that look the jags they're looking for the prize at the end of the tunnel and that is either justin fields or trevor lawrence whoever goes number one to the jets uh the jags will be right there to snag them at number two and those are two good options at quarterback so that they're they're good. You know, they, they, they got to play, they got to show up, but they're good. They're their Their rewards come later. Right. I think there's a lot of jets fans in Jacksonville. They're rooting yeah. for those jets. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, if, if you're, if you're in the sweepstakes to get a good quarterback, you might as well have your pick to get which one you want, as opposed to having to wait to see who picks in front of you. So yep. yeah, there is a little bit of that uh, afternoon games, uh, a couple of good ones. I'll, I'll go with the best one. And that's uh, the, the chiefs bucks game. Uh, the Bucks are at home. Chiefs are favored by three and a half in this one. Um, this wouldn't shock me if uh, – what's the over on this? I don't have the over in front of me, but I'm, I'm going to say oh, – what is it? 56. I'm taking the over. <laughs> uh, you got you got to take the over in this one. But I, I like the Chiefs in this one. And, hey, this you know it and I know it. This will be dubbed as a preview of a potential Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you throw that – part of the conversation into any Chiefs game of this could be a preview of the AFC championship or this could be a preview of this or that the Chiefs just they relish those opportunities I think they cannot wait and knowing you got Mahomes v Tom Brady the goat versus like the current goat Mm. I I love Kansas City in this one like I I I already took the Miami Dolphins as my favorite this is like my this is like one B for me. I, I love the Chiefs covering this one and winning this game. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's a bigger matchup than people are making it out to be, because Kansas City continues to to need need to have to to win these good games, right? To keep pace, to try to get that number one seed. But yep. but more than that, I think it's 
the Chiefs have owned Tom Brady recently. And I think that that trend kind of continues. Um, it'll say a lot more about Tom Brady than anyone else this weekend to see whether he bounces back and has, yeah. has a better week. You know, um, so it's an exciting game. I think this will be a very good game. I, I would not say the Chiefs own these guys. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. And, you know, you got Mahomes at the end, and that's going to that's going to be on their favor, but they are in Tampa Bay. And, again, I think this is one of those sneaky good games that I'm, I'm really holding my breath that the Chiefs don't, don't blow it. You know what I mean? Honestly. I'm going to throw out a score. I'll say 38-31. Chiefs. <laughs> that might be they, cut, they cover they get the over everyone's happy that's that's like i feel like my best play of the week has to be the over in this one has yeah. to be and that might be a sucker bet i don't know i know it'll probably be like a 17 right, <laughs> it's be right. Uh, uh saints broncos uh, new orleans is a six point favorite i am uh, this is crazy i am taking the under uh, I'm sorry, my underdog. I'm yeah. taking the Broncos because I like Vic Fangio against a gadget quarterback. Mm. Taysom Hill is a gadget quarterback. I'm not saying the Broncos win this one, but I think they keep this thing tight. Wouldn't shock me if they did win this one. I do think that this is a capable defense that can figure some stuff out. Vic Fangio, I think, like I said, Bill Belichick, he makes it his business to be able to slow down QBs, young, exciting QBs. I love what Sean Payton did. He devised a game plan that worked to the strengths of Taysom Hill, and that is great. But as you pointed out, too, now there is a little bit of film on that, and you've got a defensive-minded coach who at least has a competent group, even with the injuries, on that side of the football. So uh, the Saints probably win this game, but I think it's tight, maybe 23-20. I will take the Broncos and the six points that they are getting against the Saints. I think it's a tough spot for New Orleans to go up there, right? I mean, they, they kind of showed their cards when they win and, and Taysom Hill has a good game. But if you go and look at some of the stats on this, he, he did okay and he had some explosive runs, but there's some key moments in games like this where he didn't do that well, right? I mean, he was not a huge conversion conversion of, of third downs. Um, he, he didn't pass the ball particularly well. It was more gadgetry, more yeah. set up like play action stuff. Um, and they, they got to go up to Denver. Denver's such a tough place to play, right? It's tough to go up there and go be a quarterback if they, if they had if they had a crowd at this game, I mean, yeah. I think I take Denver all day long. I mean, seriously, but I think that you, I think it's a good pick. I think I, I like this spot for them. I think Denver performs well. Maybe New Orleans figures out how to win. The one thing to look at is New Orleans is playing a very very good brand of defense, right? So yeah, I, can, I can almost guarantee that Locke throws a few interceptions. Yeah. But is it enough for New Orleans to cover the spread? I, I don't know. Uh, the final game of the afternoon slate, Niners-Rams. Rams are a seven-point favorite. Um, I, I, I think they probably cover uh, the Niners. Again, there's just only so much you can do with a, a gouged uh, roster with the injuries that they've had. And the 49ers are just kind of one of the, the true – you know, unfortunate stories of the season that uh, I think we saw when they were healthy at one point that they were really playing good football, but you just can't, you can only overcome so much. So I, I just, I think they're trending in different directions. Rams are, are really looking good and the, the Niners are just doing what they can. So, I mean, maybe the Niners, you know, pull off a, a situation where they, they cover, but I, I don't know. I think the Rams win this game. I, I can't see, a, I can't see them losing. 
Yeah, yeah, going to LA, that's a tough one. Uh, they do have some COVID guys out there in San Francisco. Um, again, a, a division game, which I, a second division game, with I, I try to stay away from um, because it's going to be tighter than people think it is, just because these team, two teams do know each other. Yeah. Rarely do you get blots in this, this situation, but the Rams are, are trending in the right direction. Um, it'd be nice for them to have a, a game that they can win a little bit easier than the struggles they've had recently, or the, the, the tough games they've had recently. Oh, the Sunday nighter, uh, Green Bay taking on the Chicago Bears coming off the bye week. Uh, most likely, Chris, haven't been confirmed, but Mitch Trubisky is probably going to get the start, even though Foles is healthy, mm. you know, that hip pointer and all. Um, I don't think it matters. I think it's like, you know, you're, you're cleaning out the rat droppings in the warehouse. It's going to be blown up the next day anyway, so it doesn't really matter, right? Um, uh Eight and a half, that's probably good enough for, for the Packers. Uh, but any, it, I'll say this, the Bears, they've, when you have a defense the way that they have, you can sometimes make some things interesting. And maybe that's where I, I would stay away from the points on this one. I have no doubt whatsoever that Green Bay wins this football game. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of by how much, maybe the defense can keep it a little bit more sloppy um maybe they can get a score or something i don't know the, the bears i matt Nagy was there was a lot of word salad this week talking about how you know what they, they found some things in their self-scouting and, and there were some things that were were working early in the year and then now they've noticed it's not working and so they they've they've diagnosed the issues like it's gonna be a different bears team it's like come on man i mean i i could appreciate the effort but it's all word salad. We know what this offense is. We're not blind. It's just not good. And it's, it's not going to win you football games. Yeah. There's not, not a whole lot to, for the bears to lean on in this one. I mean, it looks like it's going to be good weather. Um, just a regular game up in green Bay. Cause a little cold. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The bears are kind of at this, this, this precipice right now where they're going to have to go in a direction at some point. And, and I, I don't know if they can have any, any sort of chance against green Bay in this game. I mean, Green Bay playing at home off a loss. Yeah. Wow. I don't think that there's any chance that I think they come out and like they're up 20, 21, nothing in the first quarter. They yeah. might be, but, um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's a good game. Something worth watching. It's on national television. Another chance for the bears to embarrass themselves. <laughs> I, I just, I cringe. Thank goodness. This is the last one that they're going to be on national television. All right. Uh, Monday night Seahawks Eagles. I mean, come on Seahawks. If you lose this game, if you don't cover this game, then you are not worthy of getting to the postseason. The Eagles are terrible, right? I mean, that's, that's how this one plays out, right? Or the, the Eagles all of a sudden show them like, yeah, we'll win this game. I don't think so. Honestly, there's nothing to point to that that says the Eagles should do better. They they have major issues. I mean, I think it's kind of funny how these these Andy Reid disciples uh, in Philly and Chicago both are struggling, right? Mm -hmm. And I I, I wouldn't have predicted it because I like them as coaches. I like them as guys. Um, But both of them are just – I mean, Wentz, Wentz is not in a good spot. I, no. I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I don't know if they're not using him right. I don't know if he's got an injury. I don't know if he got dinged in the head because the guy that I saw playing so long, that's just so dynamic. It does not make this many bad, bad decisions. It's just yeah. a lot of control for him. Um, and then after that, they don't have a lot of else to go to, right? They're, they're, they got a lot of injuries. They got a lot of guys back, but they're still kind of down on their, on their when it comes to talent. And Seattle's just a better team. And they've had 10 days off. 
last time they played was Thursday. So I would say that I think it's five now. Though I think they cover that easy. I think Seattle, yeah. Seattle just kind of handles this, and it's it's a boring Monday night football game. I'm hoping they get Chris Carson back because I need him on my fantasy team. Please, <laughs> please, please. I gotta go. I gotta bust over. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta get something done in fantasy because I I may not make the playoffs. So. Well, I'm eight and three now, which is okay. I lost last week. Um, yeah, you're fine. But who knows? I mean, you try to put your guys out there and half them do awesome and half them do horrible. So any given Sunday, Chris, any given Sunday, not just in the, in the league, but in fantasy football as well. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, there, <laughs> before we kind of wrap it up, there was some news that came out. looks like um, Mike Glennon is going to start for Jacksonville. Oh, the neck. Yeah. The neck is going to start for Jacksonville. Oh, well, let me, let me revisit that game now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when I hear his name, that just adds to my frustration to the Ryan Pace quarterback parade in Chicago. And they thought, Hey, you know what? The heir apparent to Jay Cutler is going to be Mike Glennon. Oh, you know what? We're also going to get Mitch Trubisky. Like right there. That tells you Ryan Pace's ability to evaluate quarterbacks and to bring them into an organization. So anytime I hear Mike Glennon's name, I get pretty fired up. Well, you know, it's, it, I will give you credit that, to say this and have some solace in it. You're always a, a – you never have that right quarterback until you get that right quarterback. And, I mean, go look at what the Broncos have done. Look at what so many other teams have done and trying – Chiefs, look at the Chiefs trying to get quarterbacks for decades. You know, yeah. then you land on one and you're then you're a genius. But just, I just don't think it's going to be Ryan Pace that does that. Yeah, Chris, it's I, I, I got to still go to the days of a guy I never even watched play, Sid frickin' Luckman. That's that's what that's what the Bears have, okay? I mean, the, the, we did have the punky QB and Jim McMahon. He was okay, but I mean, Sid Luckman. That's like the last like elite quarterback they've ever had. Sorry. That was like in the fifties. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, um, all right. So it looks like we got a couple good picks. I got Houston and Tennessee. You got Miami and Denver. So yes. All right, man. Let's let's have them come through. Uh, as long as I'm not relying on the Eagles, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, Eagles. The, the Eagles. Yeah, that's that's your own fault. Over, have a have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, give your best to your family from ours, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. We'll get back to two uh, next week, but uh, yes, enjoy the holiday. Uh, again, congrats to the Elkhorn Antlers and your son Austin on the state championship. All good things to celebrate here on the on this Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So next week I start my diet because I'm gonna eat a lot this week. <laughs> yeah, we all say that, right? I, I think I got a Nordic track coming too, so that I have go. no excuses. Peloton, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, you as well, man. Thank you.